Such things are afoot at the Circle K. podcast land you have once again reached the airwaves of the greatest podcast to broadcast from an undisclosed location somewhere in america by the everyday american that's me johnny motherfucking doe how's it going let's get right into it no official unofficial sponsors today because this is a hot topic okay you guys just heard that song all right um i'll hopefully won't get pulled off for copyright infringement but uh Fuck the Police by N.W.A. Uh, I think it's relevant right now. Uh, I want to talk about this because there's lots of shit going on in this country have to do with the police, and I want to get into a little bit more in depth. Now, this podcast is never about quoting statistics to you, all that shit, because I think, personally, I think it's a bunch of bullshit. We can get in the minutia of all the statistical information, but I always say... If you're an everyday American like myself, then you grade our, the world's problems based on your experiences and the experiences of the people around you. And don't let the media brainwash you into thinking something's a problem or isn't a problem. Use your own experiences, your own knowledge, use your own brain. Okay, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to get into it all right here on these airwaves. So, uh, fuck the police. That used to be my jam. That song came out when I was in eighth grade. And... I was never into music until I heard this album, Straight Outta Compton. Straight Outta Compton got me into music, okay? Uh, rap in general. Um, easy, easy does it. That When that uh, album came out and Straight Outta Compton, um, like maybe a year apart, um, and then once Ice Cube went solo and Ice-T and all this gangster rap, I was super into it. White kid from the suburbs. I was the target market, really. Um and I was living in a bad neighborhood in a government uh, government housing, so low-income people, low-income housing. So there was a little bit of gang activity, a little bit of drug dealing, drug using, you know, theft, criminal shit. Um, now, why I say that, why I preface it, because when I was young and this song came out, it really spoke to me. Uh, it spoke to, yeah, fuck the police because they are constantly harassing people. And I remember sleeping in my bedroom at night and you would see like light coming in your window and a spotlight shining around. And when the cops drove by, they would th- throw a spotlight inside the windows. Now, I'm not going to say they do this in bad in uh, good neighborhoods. Um, they probably do it more in bad neighborhoods, but we're going to get into why they do that. So what I saw of the cops were they were constantly stopping people, quote unquote, harassing, questioning people. Um, I remember um, my friends and I would get into some trouble. We'd be egging houses or TPN people's houses. Uh, once we actually got uh, in trouble for throwing rocks at cars, we hit a cop car. With, with some rocks and ran from the cops and got got detained and sent down to the police station. Didn't get shot, didn't get beat up, but I did. And I talked about it on the last podcast or one of the last ones that I, the cop pulled a gun on me um, when I was, I mean, I was in eighth grade. So um, I've had interactions with the police. Now, once I got out of that neighborhood, I didn't have near as many interactions with the police. Once I grew up, I definitely didn't have very many. And you want to know why? 
because I stopped hanging around with people doing criminal shit. I stopped hanging out in a neighborhood where a lot of criminal activity took place. And I personally did not partake in any criminal activity. So that is the theme of this podcast is I want to talk about the truth about police officers. Um, when this song came out, it spoke to me and a lot of young people because uh, when you're young, you're a little bit more anti-authority and you think the cops are just fucking with you. I did. I, I thought cops were bad people because um, they're constantly harassing and questioning me. Not understanding that the reason why they're shining lights inside my bedroom window, why they are uh, constantly questioning me is because um, like I, I remember coming down uh, downstairs in the middle of the night and somebody was, um, I saw a leg sticking out of my window leaving my kitchen. Someone broke into my house in the middle of the night and they heard me coming down the stairs and they fled. Luckily, it wasn't somebody that had a gun and wanted to do me some harm. But that is why they would shine uh, spotlights in people's windows because people's houses got broken into all the time. That's why the cops were patrolling more. Okay, They don't need to patrol certain places if there's zero crime. I understand this from being a soldier and understanding that if you're looking for bad guys, you go to where the bad guys are at. You don't patrol the, the neighborhoods where the bad guys aren't. You patrol the neighborhoods where the bad guys are. It's no different with the police force. Now, if you listen to that song, um, I only played a little clip of it, hoping not to get pulled off of uh, iTunes and Spotify and all that bullshit. Um, I played that little clip because you hear them, the lyrics, they think they have the authority to harass a minority, right? And that they, you know, are slamming them to the ground, beating the shit out of them, trying to throw them in jail just because they have a little bit of gold in the pager, right? To paraphrase some of their lyrics. And they are, this, the, the song takes place Uh, where they talk about everything from beating up a cop to killing a cop, but they don't really necessarily get into depth of what criminal activities that they're engaged in. But if you listen to the entire Straight Outta Compton album, they glorify violence, they glorify gang activity, they glorify drug use, drug selling, uh, glorify criminal behavior. Now, this is key because... There's a certain constant with anyone that complains about the harassment by the police and their likelihood of being engaged in criminal activities or being around people who are engaging in criminal activities. It's very important that we understand that um, there's a correlation there. There's a strong correlation between people doing criminal shit and cops interacting with those people. So even though I identified with that sentiment of fuck the police, and I think there's a lot of young people today that share that sentiment as well, I think they're missing a valuable part of the discussion, which is why are the police there to begin with? The most recent shooting that just happened in Wisconsin is a prime example. You have somebody that the media, at least, is saying is unjustly shot. Um, and I don't know that it was justified. I don't know that it was unjustified. I wasn't there. There used to be something in this country called due process. It seems to be that we're doing away with it, especially when the Lieutenant Governor of that state simply said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, that no investigation is needed to be able to make an assessment that that was wrong. And I think that's wrong. I think that that's, there's always more evidence. There's always context. There's, you cannot just look at it for what it is. Why were the cops going there? What did they do beforehand? What did they do when they first interacted with the person? What did he do? So on and so forth. How did it escalate? Okay, there's always an escalation. There's always something that escalates it. And how did it escalate? Why did it escalate? And what did the the what procedures did the police try to use to detain this person who, by the way, had an active warrant out for his arrest? 
Now, not only was this person engaged in criminal activity before, that he had priors that the police were aware of when they were going to pick him up. He had priors for violent crimes, for domestic abuse, for uh, sex crimes, and they were being called there because he was harassing a woman and later found that he had a weapon and was making threatening accusations to the police. Uh, I'm not sure about the the woman um, particularly. But my point is this. Okay, the cops know that they're dealing with a criminal, with a criminal past. They know that they're going to a scene where a crime is taking place, or at least an alleged crime. So that's way different than someone just seeing a black guy and deciding we're going to harass them like the narrative and fuck the police uh, seems to imply, which is, like I said, extremely ironic and hypocritical because the very next song on the album, they talk about doing criminal activities. So just because you think that, hey, I wasn't doing a criminal activity at the time that this cop was harassing me, just like when I was a kid and cops had stopped I remember these cops tried to stop and stop me and my friend. We we're walking down the street to question us, and we took off through this field. And they circled around and cut us off and got out of the cop car and ran after us. And we finally stopped. And the cops were out of breath going, why were you running? And me and my friend said, I don't know. <laughs> and we were just, you know, we were kind of, uh, it was kind of ingrained that if the cops, the cops were bad and to run from them. Um and we weren't doing anything wrong. But, of course, that was the narrative that these cops were fucking with us and we weren't doing anything wrong. Well, we were also 14 or 15-year-old kids walking around in the dark at 10 o'clock at night in a bad neighborhood where there's lots of crime. Of course, the cops are going to want to talk to us to make sure that we're not committing crimes, we're not victims of a crime, we're not the ones perpetrating the crime, all those things, all the above. And of course, I had to get some perspective and really look and, and, and kind of live in the world a little bit to really understand that. That um, there are bad cops out there that just fuck with people, but there's bad everything that fuck with people. Uh, and we're, we are putting an, a spotlight on the police um, a little too much to the point where they don't have the ability to do their job and we have lawlessness running rampant in this country. So should we put a spotlight on police brutality? Yeah, like uh, NWA was saying in their Fuck the Police song, they talk about getting slammed to the ground and fucked with. Even if they are criminals in bad neighborhoods doing criminal activities, that should not happen. But, here's the but. The constant between these things, the guy that just got shot, Jacob Blake in uh, Wisconsin, and uh, Arbery and Atlanta and, you know, everything, Michael Brown to uh, Trayvon Martin to whatever, whoever that you want to say. And Trayvon Martin's a weird one because it it wasn't even involved. It wasn't even the police that were involved in that. They always use him as an example. Breonna Taylor, all these people that they are, that they, uh, the protesters, the rioters, the left, the woke mob, whatever you want to call them. The one thing that they're neglecting to have in their narrative is somebody that was not committing a crime or involved in criminal activity or suspected criminal activity. You can't find one of them that is just getting shot unless it's like an accidental shooting. Um, and you can say, well, Breonna Taylor wasn't committing a crime. She was a nurse. She was this and that. Her boyfriend was a fucking drug dealer. Okay. You associate with those people. You're just asking for trouble. It doesn't matter if you are doing it. I was guilty by association many times in my life when I was hanging out with the wrong crowd, and it's so easy to get pulled into that shit. What we need to do is to stop aligning ourselves with criminals. We are committing, I shouldn't say we, there's a small minority of people in this country that are opportunists that are starting riots, uh, this mob mentality. They're killing and assaulting other people. Um, and using as a martyr a criminal. And I don't understand that, why you would want to rip down a statue of Abraham Lincoln, um, General Grant, so you can prop up somebody that was committing a crime and was a lifelong criminal. 
I mean, once again, this Jacob Blake guy was in prison twice and had a warrant for his arrest, just like uh, a homeboy in, in Minneapolis. He had a rap sheet longer than both of, both of my fucking legs, and it does not mean that he should be treated disrespectfully or like shit, but when you see in context the entire interaction, it makes a little bit more sense um, and I think the spotlight should be on police tactics and uh, maybe retraining some police forces on how to interact with people um, when you're detaining them. Um, but I don't understand where people, uh, you can criticize the cops afterwards, but you can't say you're not allowed to tell the people to stop conducting themselves in with bad behaviors, running from the cops, assaulting the cops. Like we've had multiple people shot by the cops that were assaulting the cops. And I don't understand defending those people because you played stupid games, you win stupid prizes, right? And so whoever's listening to this podcast that's an everyday American there's probably not too many negative interactions that you have with cops as far as beating the shit out of you or shooting you if you're not involved in criminal activities. And people like to play the victim card and try to say, no, I wouldn't do anything wrong. And it's like, come on, people. You know, we cannot fix these problems when you are, you're dealing with uh, over-escalation of force but make no mistake, force was necessary in most of these cases. And yeah, maybe you can say it shouldn't have escalated to the point of getting shot or murdering somebody or whatever else. But we got to get to the point of why was it escalating to begin with? What were they doing? Were they respecting what the what the uh, cops said? The authoritarians here, the ones that are enforcing the laws that we've all voted on and decided to live by in a civil society? Okay, so you don't like a cop talking to you a certain way? Fine. You don't like um, that a cop tells you to sit down or do something? Fine. But just know if you resist arrest that there's that they're going to escalate things. And you cannot complain about how far it escalates at that point because you already made the decision that you don't want to live in a civilized society of rules because you're now breaking the rules. Now you're saying, fuck the rules. The rules don't apply to me. Well, why do the rules apply to you once you get shot, but they don't apply to you when you're resisting arrest? I don't understand that. I don't understand why we can't start with the narrative of the cops have an extremely hard job. You know, Doc Rivers, the coach for whatever fucking basketball team was sitting there crying saying, we're the ones that get hung by trees. We're the ones that are getting executed in the streets. Well, last I checked, every single cop that I've ever met in my entire life in the last 20 years wear something called a fucking stop vest or a bulletproof vest or Kevlar vest. Why the fuck do they wear Kevlar vests? You're going to sit there and say all black people are being hunted down and murdered by cops. I don't see any black people wearing Kevlar vests. But I see every single cop that I've ever met in the last 20 years wearing a bulletproof vest. That's how much they get shot at is that they have to wear a bulletproof vest every fucking second of the day. They also have to wear body cameras to protect themselves and to protect the uh, the, the people that they are protecting and serving. So that also shows that, hey, the police forces, they're not always perfect. We want to make sure to, to, to show that we're on the up and up. And so everybody's wearing a body cam. Now, you're never going to have perfection when you're dealing with any uh, human um, institution. You're always going to have people that mismanage things. You're always going to have people make mistakes. You're going to have people that become cops for the wrong reasons. You're, you're going to have those people. And we need to reform the police departments on not protecting those people. Absolutely. Absolutely on being able to have a system where you can uh, have a certain amount of infractions that that um, that say you are not allowed to be a police officer. You know, the same problem 
that they have in the police department, we have in the military. It's extremely hard to become a cop or get into the military, but it's not extremely hard to stay in. And so sometimes we allow people to stay in that we need to get rid of. But the problem, why does that happen? We always got to drill down to the why. People aren't beating down the doors of these police departments trying to become cops. If more people wanted to become cops, then we could be a little bit pickier about who we uh, allow to be cops. But make no mistake, we need to have enough police officers. And so we're, you know, at some point, the standards are going to get lowered. And that's in every single industry. And so I tell young people all the time, you don't like the cops? Cool, you should be one. They're like, I don't want to be a cop. Why? Be the change you want to see in the world. Why don't you go be a cop and change it from the inside? Because you ain't changing shit from the outside. Go be the, the example of what a good cop is. Go do their job and maybe you'll have a little bit more empathy of some of the things they got to deal with and then you can handle it like a sympathetic person toward the other side as well. But people don't want to do that. They want to complain, but they don't actually want to try to make change in the world. You know, some of our founding fathers didn't want to be politicians. They didn't like bureaucrats. They didn't like that, but they became that because no one, there was no one else to do it. So reluctantly, they became leaders. Well, now we have people that try to be cops because they want they have a power trip or uh, for, for nefarious reasons a lot of times. Um, and the system is weeds a lot of those people out. I know a lot of bad people that tried to apply for police departments. They did not get in. I have two people that I've talked to in the last couple of years that both um, got disqualified during the psych portion or the interview portion. And they wouldn't tell them why. They were like, no, you don't have what it takes to be a cop. They can do that if they have enough applicants. So we're trying to solve the wrong problems here. Is you cannot start with, you know, like if, if you're talking about cancer and that cancer is um, got to the point um, where it takes over your entire body and all of a sudden it, it infects you know, uh, uh, your liver and, and you're trying to, it's like, okay, well, um, yeah, it's probably a bad example, but my point is you gotta, you have to stop it early. You gotta stop the initial thing that's causing the cancer, depending on what that is. Let's say it's cigarettes. Okay. We'll use cigarettes as an example. It's so much easier to say this can lead to down a bad road. So let's stop the smoking instead of once you have stage four cancer, trying to give you liver and lung replacements and shit like that because um, it's it's far too late. You're dealing with all these symptoms and not the initial issue to begin with that's, that's causing the problem. So we have so many more issues to deal with when it comes to law enforcement and police departments than just saying that, oh, they need to act better and they need to uh, we need to get rid of and abolish the police department. It's It's asinine. Um, especially because we do not have a litany of non-criminals that are getting shot by the cops. And I, and I, every time I say that people go, Oh, you think it's okay to just, you can just shoot criminals. I'm like, Jesus, fuck. People want to hear what they want to hear. If that's the takeaway of the statement I just made, then you're a fucking retard and you're stupid. And I would love to slap you in the fucking face because you are part of the fucking problem. At some point, we need to acknowledge that these are criminals doing criminal shit. Do they deserve to be shot? Most of the time, no, they fucking don't. But if you're reaching for a gun, everybody in society knows that cops have a dangerous job. And if you sit there and grab in your pocket when your hands are supposed to be up and a cop has a gun drawn, you're taking your life in your own hands. You can't, after the fact, be like, he shouldn't have shot. Sh shut the fuck up. These guys wear bulletproof vests and get shot hundreds of times a year, they're going to be fucking nervous <laughs> that if you're reaching for something that it could be a gun. Why, why is it so hard for people just to comply, just to do what you're supposed to do? Don't make any sudden moves. I mean, let me ask you this. Okay. Let me ask you this. If you had the biggest fucking pit bull that was untrained and violent toward humans staring you in the face, growling and snarling, and you just froze. Would you sit there and uh, make an aggressive action toward that? Or would you try to de-escalate it and show that dog that you were not a threat? 
That's what you should do every time that you interact with the cops. Assume that that guy has had the worst day ever, that he is a snarling fucking beast, and you have to go out of your way to show them that you are not a threat. I don't understand why people have this, this I mean, uh, and not just talking about criminals, but there's plenty of privileged people in the white and black communities that pretend like, let me talk to your supervisor type people where they're above the fucking law too. And it might not escalate if some rich uh, Beverly Hills chick starts slapping a cop. Well, she doesn't get shot because she's white. No, because the cop never sees her as a threat. But when a, a some dude that's a hood rat with a criminal record starts reaching under his seat or reaching in his pockets after running or beating up a cop, yeah, I think that cop's going to be a little bit on edge. What do you think? And I've never been a cop, but I've been a soldier for 13 years. And I understand in a combat zone, which make no mistake, all these cops are in a combat zone. In a combat zone, you're looking for shit like that that does not look right. You're looking for behaviors uh, that could be a threat to you or yours. And you have a split second to make a decision that could be life or death. And it's, it's many times your life or your partner's life. And so what do you expect those cops to do if someone runs back to their car, tells the cops, I'm going to get my gun, starts reaching under the seat. Are you supposed to just sit there and go, let me wait to see this gun <laughs> when there's kids around, when there's other civilians around? Remember, you're protecting and serving everybody, not just those people in the altercation. You have a duty to protect and serve the population as well. That's why they have high-speed chases and they try to get them off the road and disable the vehicle because they could they could cause so much harm out in the community. If we just allowed people to run from the cops, because this is one of the narratives that you're hearing from the left. Hey, just allow people to run and you, if you already have their name and address, you go find them later. Well, how do you know how that person's not going to be desperate that they're getting uh, a ticket for a DUI, but deep down they think, oh shit, you know, I just committed some really heinous crime. Maybe that's what they're after me for. So I'm going to go down in a fucking blaze of glory and take as many people with me as I can. You don't want to let somebody go and say, well, I'll find you later on. No, because now they have the opportunity to commit all kinds of fucking crimes. I mean, look at half these people that we let out of prison, then they go and, and, uh, commit a more serious crime after they get out. You know, we're playing a lot of hypothetical bullshit games when we understand that if you are a criminal, that means you are someone that is committing a crime. The cops are going to fuck with you a lot more than somebody that doesn't. That is just a fact. Okay? I've had interactions with the cops recently, and it's not like for really bad shit. Like my car was kind of loud. I have a modified exhaust. Cops want to talk to me about it. Cops uh, asked me about my dog once. I, I've had interactions with the cops. What I don't do is act like I'm reaching for my pockets or make some sudden move or act all shifty and shady and all that other shit. Why can't we start with that? Why can't we start with blaming the victim? Since when is victim somebody that is committing a crime? How's that a victim? You are a victim of circumstance, my my friend. If you put yourself in a circumstance that has a higher likelihood of you getting shot or killed or mugged or beaten up or whatever the case is, then don't get mad when that fucking happens to you. Okay? I do not deserve to get hit by a car crossing the street. But if I don't look both ways and I just run in the middle of the street all the time in front of traffic, how am I to get mad when someone finally hits me? They're not allowed to hit me. I have the right of way. Yeah, you do it enough times, somebody's going to go, fuck you, and they're not going to yield, and you're going to get a fucking hit, or they're not going to be paying attention, or there's a plethora of things that happen. But if I never set foot in the street, the likelihood of me getting hit by a car is pretty slim. Now, could a cop, uh, a car hit the jump the curb or swerve and hit me? Yes, that happens, but very minimally. The same thing applies to you. If you're not a criminal, the chances of you having a negative interaction with the police department is pretty slim. And so 
if you believe that the cops are out to fucking get you, why don't you go out of your way not to have interactions with the cops? It seems like common sense to me. And it's funny when you have guys like Doc Rivers in the NBA talk about how black people are hunted and this and that, and that we were told we can't live in certain neighborhoods. I'm like, well, first off, you are part of the problem because you're living in the past. You have to understand your history. I got it. But don't act like that shit happens now because I promise you Doc Rivers lives in a predominantly white community is probably pretty fucking affluent and wealthy. And nobody told him he couldn't fucking live there. Something tells me he's he's got a nice watch, a nice car, nice clothes. What's the problem? When's the last time Doc Rivers got shot by the fucking cops? I can tell you the last time he got harassed by the cops was probably when he was doing, uh, when he was younger and doing shit that he shouldn't fucking do. Guess what? That happens to us white kids too. Like I said, I had a gun pulled on me by a cop when I was 13 years old for hitting his car with a fucking rock. And I truly believe cops treat you different, not based on race, but socioeconomics and the proximity to um, criminal areas. If you are in Beverly Hills, they're not as likely, if they think you're from there, to treat you like shit. Got it. But isn't that the entire fucking world? If I walk onto a BMW dealership, aren't I going to get treated differently if they think I have money than if they think I don't? Don't they treat me differently if I'm looking at a house? Don't don't I to look at certain houses, uh, certain real estate? You already have to have a like a promissory note showing that you've been pre-approved, that you can uh, get a loan. Some real estate agents won't even entertain showing you properties unless you've already had a pre-approval letter because they don't want to show you houses that you can't afford. They're not looking to get their time wasted. Now, is that racist? Is that sexist? Is that elitist? Well, I don't know what your opinion is on that, but I completely understand why they're not going to let me test drive a fucking, uh, you know, a Ferrari F30 if I don't have the fucking money in my bank account to pay for it. I don't understand why people always boil it down to everything is about race because it's not. I want you to take out, I want CNN to start reporting on affluent black people getting shot and harassed by the cops because then we can identify a real problem. I want CNN to actually report on true injustices where someone was just walking down the street minding their own fucking business and a cop comes up and beats the shit out of them. Has that happened? I'm sure it fucking has. But to sit there and say that that's not a one in a million thing, remember people, there is probably millions of interactions by the police in the public, maybe not a day, but probably in a, in a week across this country. I mean, in a big city, you probably have tens of thousands of interactions. So you probably have hundreds of thousands a day. Hundreds of thousands of interactions. That means how many per year of interactions with the cops and you only hear a handful of shit? The problem is, is we are so enthralled with the media, social media, apps on our phone that we consume so much media bullshit that we think it happens that it's prevalent because we see it all the time. And it's part of the reason why our society is crumbling is because our media is not holding, is not beholden to any standard uh, that we've had in the past where they only report on news that's viable and that's relevant and they fact check and they make sure not to have an implicit bias before they even start writing the story. For instance, after Trump's speech a couple of days ago at the RNC, CNN, the very next day published a piece saying there was 20 exaggerations or out and out lies that President Trump said about Joe Biden or the Democrats during his speech. Do you remember seeing that after Joe Biden spoke at the DNC? No, you didn't. Is it because he didn't fucking lie? 
Is it because he didn't exaggerate or take things out of context? Nope. It's because the CNN does not give a shit about fair and balanced and trying to make sure to give the, uh, the, the American people the benefit of the doubt and saying, here, we're going to give you the facts about both candidates and you decide. Nope. They are as biased as they come. They have an agenda. And their agenda is to get Trump out of office and get Biden elected. Just like they have an agenda when it comes to Black Lives Matter. They have an agenda when it becomes uh, about the police department and police forces. They have an agenda if they're reporting on Planned Parenthood. They have an agenda if they're um, if they're talking about you know the Catholic Church. They have an agenda when they're talking about you know abortions. They have an agenda about everything that they fucking report. It's not just about let's being let's be open-minded. Let's look at it for what it is and let's throw some statistical data to not panic the public. It's quite to the contrary that they are a propaganda organization and I'm talking about all the news medias is they're trying to stoke fear because what's fear do? It makes you tune in because you got to see what what to do next, what to happen next. That's why this coronavirus keeps changing. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. You can uh, catch it off surfaces, you can't. Hand sanitizer, no hand sanitizer. Uh, Social distancing, six feet. Social distancing, 10 feet. It's because you got to tune in to see what the latest and greatest bullshit is. But the world that I live in, I go outside and I don't see people dropping dead of coronavirus. My wife and I were just talking about it in our community in the last two weeks. There, a lot of places are requiring you to wear masks, i.e. suggesting it because people are up here where I'm at. People are like, fuck you, I ain't wearing one. And those nutless companies aren't enforcing their own standards. So they're like, okay, we don't want to lose you as a customer. So don't wear a mask. So half the people aren't wearing masks. I do because I'm trying to respect the rules of whatever, wherever place that I'm shopping. And I was like, okay, if you want me to wear a mask, I'll wear a fucking mask. Just like if you want me to wear Shoes and socks, I'll fucking wear shoes and socks. Um, but it's funny to me because my wife just had to be, she's a school teacher. She just had to take an actual test for coronavirus. And one of the things that it shows if you have the antibodies. And if you have the antibodies, it means that you caught it at some point and got over it. She didn't have the antibodies. And I'm like, okay, this has been going on for five months. You've been a school teacher um, this whole time. Uh, she did summer school all summer. No masks, no none of that bullshit, okay? She's been going to yoga class. She's been going to the gym. She's been hanging out with friends, the whole nine. For five months, no masks, and she hasn't caught the coronavirus. But now we got to wear masks, and we got to pretend like it's, I mean, nobody meets more more different people than people like myself and my wife. I'm a recruiter, and uh, so I that's all I do all day long is meet people. I haven't caught it. So am I saying the coronavirus isn't real? No, I'm not saying that. Just like the flu's real, cold's real, fucking the bubonic plague was real. My point is, I haven't caught it. My wife hasn't caught it. Nobody I know has caught it. Um, Some people that I've heard of or acquaintances maybe have caught it, but I don't see people dropping dead from it. And I don't see anybody catching it that normally wouldn't catch certain things. It's the same percentage of people in my opinion. And so I don't listen to any of that bullshit. I listen to what's around me. I watch to see how are people reacting, interacting. What what is the likelihood that they're that that this is um, as bad as it as they say on the news? In my world, it's slim to none. Your world might be different because everyone lives somewhere else and everybody has different interactions and stuff like that. But I am not seeing people dropping dead that weren't already on the way to dropping dead. Everybody that I see that dies when it's, I see the report, you always see that they're obese or some underlying health condition or old as fuck or all the above. So getting back to the police stuff, um, it's the same thing. Is I'm not going to lie, I get irritated by the cops too, but they have a purpose. And Yes, we absolutely have to hold them accountable. 100%. But we have to hold them accountable as we need relevant people to come forward that are not committing crimes that have complaints about the police department 
Because once you're a criminal, you lose credibility. And bad cops know that. Bad cops kick the shit out of people that are committing low-level crimes and beat confessions out of people that didn't commit crimes from certain neighborhoods or certain backgrounds. And I get it, that happens. But it's to sit there and say that that's, you know, that's a made-for-TV movie. You don't know too many people that's happened to. And if you don't know someone that's happened to, then chances are it doesn't happen that often. So if it doesn't happen that often, why the hell are we riding, burning down buildings? Why can't we just have a discussion and have, uh, you know, make it a relevant topic in political discourse and try to come up with real solutions, not making the problem and exacerbating it to a point where cops are being forced to either do their job or not do their job and people are inciting violence. That is not how you live in a civilized society. You do not pass laws by fear and by mob rules. No, you legislate them and you vote on them. We need to get back to living in a civilization again. And if you do not want to live in a civilization, there's archaic countries still around in this world. Go to fucking Africa, some of these sub-Saharan African countries where you can go be, go get your gangster on, go be a fucking drug dealer, go you say fuck the cops, go shoot people, and you're going to fit right in. You're going to fit right in. But if you're saying that you want to live in America, you cannot cherry pick our fucking rules and our laws. You can't sit there and wear a mask while you're committing a crime and act like you're virtuous. Makes no sense to me. People pick and choose what they want to follow. I've never understood people that don't use their turn signal because it's like, hey, that's a common courtesy, right? And it's a law. You can't turn without using a turn signal. That's why cars have indicators. It's not an option. (laughs) You know, all of them have them. And you cannot drive a car and license it legally if it does not have one. There's a reason for those laws. You can't just decide not to use it. And so I get irritated at people that don't want to do that. But when it comes up for debate, when people say, hey, we're, uh, we want to strike this from the fucking laws, you better have a good reason why we need to do away with turn signals. And no one has a good reason, so guess what? It's the law of the land. Well, we have laws about um, lots of things. And you could say, well, it's against the law for a cop to shoot some guy, unarmed guy, in the back. Well, you don't know. What if you don't know if they're unarmed? And let's say that those cops were 100% in the wrong. Well, then we go through the proper channels to rectifying that wrong. It doesn't give this guy his life back or whatever else. But like I said, stop doing criminal activities. Start. I just don't understand people that don't try to control their lives to the best of their abilities and stop giving the control to somebody else then complaining about what they do with that control. It's like hiring an accountant and giving him access to all your funds and money and then being surprised when he embezzles. Is it wrong that he embezzled? Yeah, but why the fuck did you, were you so naive and not Uh, having a little bit more, you give someone so much power and say, here you go, balance my fucking budget for me. All the money's going to go to you and you just make sure to do whatever you do with it. No, what you're supposed to do is be responsible. Like, I don't know what you guys do, but I'm an everyday American. So when I get my paycheck, I don't assume they paid me correctly. I look at my check stub or my LES in the military and make sure that all my pay is correct. And if it isn't, then I'm on the horn with somebody saying, hey, my pay's fucked up. It needs to be fixed. Then there's people that their pay's been fucked up for 10 years and they've never noticed. And then they go and they say, hey, my pay's been fucked up for 10 years. I need all this back pay. And sometimes the company's like, well, we don't have any of those records or this or that. Or That's kind of on you. Why haven't you checked your fucking make sure we're paying you right? And people say, well, it shouldn't be my job to have personal responsibility for your fucking life. When you get a bill in the mail, look at it. When you get a direct deposit, look at it. 
when you fucking give somebody and write somebody a check or use a debit card, maybe you should look at the fucking receipt and maybe you should log into your fucking bank and try to make sure that the right amount came out. And don't get fucking pissed when somebody else takes your fucking money if you're not paying attention to it. You have personal responsibility to protect yourself, to make sure your bills are paid, to make sure that the fucking oil's changed in your car. Make sure if you get goddamn tires put on your fucking car, you would probably, it would behoove you to go home and check those fucking lug nuts and make sure they're tight. Well, I paid that guy to do it. Cool. You can either trust in everybody or you can inspect what you expect is what we say in the military. Inspect what you expect. Take a little bit more pride in having control of your fucking life. We live in America for a reason. Some of us were just, you know, it's happenstance, right? We were born here and I would never choose to live in America. Fucking awesome. That is fucking cool. I I can solve your problem. Get a fucking plane ticket. Make it one way and fucking go. Go to some other country where it's your dream country and don't fucking come back and see how welcome you are when you just decide you want to immigrate there. Have fun with that. Go, go. You have the freedom to do that. You think the world has no rules, then I'm telling you, you have the freedom to do that. Go, just go. Go start trying to get public assistance and all that shit. Go. What is fucking stopping you? The rest of us, we choose to live in America and this is the greatest country in the world because we have so much freedom and with that freedom comes responsibility. And that responsibility means that if I don't want to get shot by the cops, let me not have interactions with the cops. How do I not have interactions with the cops? Let me not commit fucking crimes. Let me not do criminal behavior. Let me not live in neighborhoods that are shitty. Let me not hang around people that are fucking shitty. You go, well, some people were born in those circumstances. Yeah, I was one of them, motherfucker. You think that I still live in that shitty neighborhood? You know how many times I've moved since then? I've moved fucking probably eight times since then. Why? Because I'm trying to find where I can make a life for myself. Where there's good people and a good community. I'm not going to just stay a victim of that. I'm a poor kid, white trash, quote unquote, with a GED and a learning disability. And I was able to make a life for myself through hard work, determination, and taking responsibility. I don't want to hear that fucking bullshit of victim. Bullshit. 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 You don't like the whole pull yourself up from your bootstraps Whatever fucking metaphor that you need to get your head out of your ass and take some responsibility. And sometimes it doesn't work out. It doesn't always work out. Sometimes you can't escape your circumstances before you can move. You know, something bad happens to you day one. That's life, brother. I don't know what else to tell you. Life is not fair. It's never going to be fair So stop expecting it to be. Take responsibility for your actions. And then when something bad happens to you that's just circumstance, wrong place, wrong time, you can at least sleep well going, you know, I did everything I could and this happened. And if it's unjust, there's laws to protect you because we do live in a country where you can go get a lawyer. You could sue somebody. You can, um, you know, call the cops. You can call the fire department. You can... There's people out there to help you. But you got to help yourself first. People helping you is 10% of the equation. You helping yourself is 90% of the equation. 90%. Why are people trying to get the 10% before the 90%? I don't understand it. I don't fucking get it. And no one can ever say anything that makes it click in my brain where I go, yeah, that makes sense. No, you have all these white people that are trying to tell other white people, you don't understand these black people can't take care of themselves. You don't understand how they grew up and they don't have a choice and they didn't have a father and they didn't. My father left when I was five and I haven't fucking seen him since. My family is not rich millionaires. My, my, my 
family had, you know, didn't go to college until my generation. My cousins were the first ones to go to college in my family. None of my uncles or aunts or mom or dad or grandma or grandpa ever went to fucking college. Oh, but you're white and you have white privilege. Got it. White privilege. Forgot about that. Forget about the whole fucking white privilege shit. If you did not have the ability to change your circumstances, there shouldn't be one minority that's successful in this fucking country. But you go to places like Atlanta where it's a, you have a whole community of African Americans that are prosperous. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy for everybody. Everybody has different things working for them or working against them. Like, for instance, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but some black kid that's born with a high IQ and they can get a 36 on the on the ACT, you don't think that he has privilege over me? Fuck yeah, he does. Not only is he black, where it's easier for him to get into some of these colleges, but he's smart. He's got every advantage. I don't hear people complaining about um, not having equity um, because there's too many uh, minorities playing professional sports. They don't try to make that equitable. Because if you're born fast, strong, or you make yourself fast or strong or athletic or you can dunk a basketball, yeah, you're going to get more opportunities than someone that can't. Well, it's the same thing in every other job market. So control what you can control and the rest of it, you know, you're stuck with what you got. I only have the aptitude to do certain things. I can't decide I want to be a fucking astronaut, especially at 46 years old. So I can't bitch that I don't have that opportunity. But what I should do is bitch to myself about the opportunities that pass me by that I do have the ability to do and I haven't. That's on me. Stop blaming society for your fucking problems. Start with stop committing crimes. Start with that. Whoever is getting harassed by the cops, start with that. Then come to me when you are no longer involved in any way, shape, or form with criminal activities. Because cops wear bulletproof vests. Why? For doing their fucking job. That's it. They're getting shot at for being a cop. They're not getting shot at for being a bad cop. They're getting shot at for being good cops. I had a very close friend of mine that was murdered in Las Vegas Police Department right after he got back from Afghanistan who was a police officer and got shot in the face doing a normal traffic stop. Make no mistake, there are people that will shoot a cop for no other reason than than that they're a cop. That happens more often than someone getting shot just because they're fucking black or they're a woman, or they're a Mexican, or they're whatever fucking flavor of the month bullshit that you guys are going to start, or the media, or whoever is saying that the is is happening, the victimhood, gay people, or trans, or whatever the fuck. Cops wear bulletproof vests and carry guns, not just to protect you, but to protect them. If CNN did a piece that cops are hunted in the street, it's more accurate than the narrative that black people are hunted by the police. That's such horseshit. You can go to Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Dallas, and there's prominent black neighborhoods that are very wealthy. And those people are not getting killed by the cops. Why? What's the factor? But they're black. Well, how are they not getting killed by the cops? Oh, well, here's the one factor they don't have in common with the black people that are getting killed by the cops. They're not criminals. And you white people out there that think that you need to save black people, that is the real racism that's still prevalent in this country that you think that black people are so stupid and incapable that they can't save themselves, so you have to come in and rescue them. Fuck you. That is 
It's called the bigotry of low expectations. Oh, this person is too stupid, so let me help them. This person can't is so incapable. They have the same potential and capabilities of all your white kids. Look at your white kids, white people. Now look at a bunch of black kids. They have the same potential. And if they deal with racism, if that white kid or that black kid or that woman or that minority, if you're a trans in fucking deep south Alabama and you're getting, uh, and people have prejudice against you, fucking move. Fucking move or deal with it. There's your choices. Doesn't mean that you can't fight inequality. You can't speak up. But don't act like that you have no other choice or recourse that you got to sit there and just be a fucking victim. Well, I shouldn't have to. Yeah, well, I shouldn't have to do certain things either, but I still do it. Because you have to think of, I've moved because I didn't like my neighbors. Well, I shouldn't have to move because this is my house and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, well, if I can't get along with my fucking neighbors, then my quality of life is more important than sitting there digging my heels in and fight with my neighbors every day. Well, they should move. I shouldn't have to move. You can't control them, but you can control you. So there's two different types of people in the world. People that try to control everyone else. And then there's people that try to control. Oh, my outro is playing. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, my God. My fucking outro just started playing for some reason. (laughs) Okay. Hopefully, you know what? Maybe I'll even leave that in there. No, I won't. I'm going to edit this shit out. All right. Who am I fooling? I ain't edited anything out. What was I saying? There's two different types of people in this world. There's people that blame others, and then there's people that take responsibility. And it doesn't mean it's mutually exclusive that, that you're always to blame. I'm not saying that. I'm saying when a problem first occurs, some people look inward saying, what could I have done to better that situation? And some people look outward first and say, well, who can I blame before looking inward? Sometimes there is someone to blame. And sometimes there is injustice in this world. But you should always start with, what could I have done differently to make the situation more in my favor? And if the answer is nothing, if you're just walking down the street, like I remember I was walking home from work when I was 16 years old um, I just got off from a, I worked at a Mexican restaurant and I didn't have a car. Like I said, I grew up with not very much money. So I had to walk to work. I walked about two and a half miles to work and I would get off at 11 o'clock at night. I did not, um, live in the best neighborhood. So, you know, sometimes you'd run into not nice people and I was walking home from work about 11 o'clock at night as a 16 year old and somebody drove down the street yelled at me, I turned around in a beer bottle. They were probably driving about 40 miles an hour. They chucked it out of the car window and it sailed past my head to the point where I could feel the air passing by my head. And then it hit a rock, you know, farther down the, down the side of the road and, and shattered. And all I could think about was if that would have hit me in the head, it would have caused some serious fucking damage. Now, what did I do to deserve that? Nothing. I did nothing wrong. This was, um, the road was called Parvin Road and it was a pretty busy road. And so even though I did nothing wrong, I still thought, well, how can I keep that from happening again? Because if it's random and I have no control over it, how can I gain control? Well, maybe I should take a different route home. Maybe if I get off late, I should try to get a ride from somebody. I can call my mom or get a ride from somebody that worked there. Um, So I did a combination of those is I would try to get a ride or I would take a different route where I wasn't walking for long distances on that area where some people like that would drive by and sometimes people would scream at you. I had other shit thrown at me and just, it's just random. You just had assholes. People in poor communities, there's a lot of haters they're, they're losers and so they want everyone else to be losers. They want to see 
the world fail because it makes them feel a little bit better. And so as long as you're in those neighborhoods, don't expect good things to happen to you. There's good people, but if if that's where you you find yourself in one of those bad neighborhoods, that should be like a bus stop. No one lives at a bus stop. You're just there until you catch the next fucking bus, okay? And then get the fuck out of there. I didn't have a choice because I was a kid and that's where my mom moved because that's where we could afford to live. And so, but as soon as I had the ability to change it, I did. I shouldn't say as soon as I did, but as soon as it it became abundantly clear that I was only going to go so far living in a neighborhood like this. Then I did. I moved. When you you can only have your car st- uh, stereo stolen so many times. I've had multiple break-ins to my house. I had bikes stolen. I had people just graffitiing shit on the side of your fucking house. That can only happen so many times before you have to make a decision. You can't just complain about the fucking neighborhood. You have to do something and remove yourself from that situation. If you're a drug dealer and you're getting arrested, all you got to do is stop dealing drugs and you probably won't get arrested anymore. Stop trying to change the laws (laughs) so they don't arrest you. Maybe you should change some kind of behavior first. So, To summarize this podcast and my opinion on this situation, I'm not throwing statistical data at you. I'm throwing common sense. I don't care what the stats say. I don't care how many more of this gets harassed more than this, no matter if it's a race, a socioeconomic, any of that stuff. Not not at this time. That's not what my focus is. My focus is on you, because you could change you in five seconds. This other institutional bullshit that you're saying is out there, that takes time. And in the meantime, while you're trying to get that fixed, go on your marches, go on your protests, get on Twitter, get on social media, have your fucking hashtags. In the meantime, change your fucking behavior, change the people you're dealing with, change your life for the better and lo and behold a lot of these problems will just fucking disappear you know the people that complain about abortions being legal or not or the people that have unwanted pregnancies or the people that are most likely to have unwanted pregnancies it wouldn't even be an issue If people could control themselves, got it, been there, done that in the sense of having sex and going, oh shit, I hope I didn't get her pregnant, right? Been there, done that. I've gotten lucky. But that's why later in your life, you think and go, let me see if I can avoid that so I don't have to worry about it on the, on the back end. Let me worry about the problem on the front end. You know, who's, who people, uh, their cars break down the most people that don't do proper maintenance on it before shit breaks down. Oil changes, tire rotation, checking the brakes, doing preventative maintenance, having tune-ups, changing out spark plugs, not overheating their engine, not running, you know, you know, having it in the wrong gear and driving it shitty. People that actually are responsible with their cars rarely have issues with them. And the list goes on and on. There's so many problems that can be avoided that aren't even something that we should worry about discussing if you just do something on the front end to prevent that stuff. And when it happens, do whatever you can to to change that organization or if you had bad service somewhere. But you know, at the end of the day, if somebody gives me bad service, I go somewhere else. So that means if I have a bad girlfriend, I need to find a different one. Okay? If my parents are tyrants and shitty, then once I get out of their house and underneath their financial umbrella, I don't go back. If I have a car that keeps breaking down, I need to get a new one. If I have a job that's not treating me right, then I need to find a way to be more qualified to get a better job. If I live in a shitty neighborhood, 
last time I checked, you don't need a passport to move out of the fucking city, county, or state. What excuse do you have? A U-Haul does not cost that much. I moved once where I did it all in a Dodge Challenger. (laughs) I didn't even have a U-Haul. And I threw away everything else. I got a storage unit and everything else went in the fucking dumpster because I did not have the means to provide. Um, I had this small little apartment. It's the only thing I could afford. And I, I didn't have room for anything. One bedroom apartment. The bathroom was like a like a six by nine prison cell, basically. Not even six by nine. It was like a fucking, it was like four by six. It was the smallest fucking bathroom. It was like a closet. But my point is that you you got to make the most of what you got, but you can't use it, make excuses. If you got to get out of a situation, get the fuck out of it. Make that a priority. If people are dealing drugs that are your roommates, either they move out or you do. You don't sit there and just act like a victim when the cops kick down your door and shoot the wrong person. You say, let me not hang around these fucking drug dealers. It's so fucking simple, but people don't want simplicity. What they want to do is claim victimhood and so they don't have to take any responsibility for their life and I'm never going to allow people to do that shit. All right, that's all I got to say today. Be kind to one another. Thank you for checking out my podcast and until next time.